so I was just thinking about something again just overanalyzing different things that either I've been through or I noticed I am a single black and Indian American female and I'm educated and I don't have any children and I'm unmarried um I think about it um, in such a way that when I really think about it, um, when I have met people before, I notice that whenever we get caught up in doing whatever it is we just want to do because we just want to do it, that could be a very dangerous space in our mind and our hearts and in our soul because you can run into people who they already know that those are the things about you that's unique. Maybe because there isn't a vast mass population of young African American Indian whatever females that don't already at my age and when I'm thirty five either have some kids or are married or whatever the case may be. Um, sometimes you'll find that at thirty five they at least have one or two children, sometimes three. Um, they may have um, been divorced, which I am a divorcee. Um, they may have been, and, and, you know, I just don't have kids. They may have been divorced with kids. They may have, um, just have baby fathers. And so, sometimes people will see the uniqueness in you. Like, you may be that one woman that, you know, in their um, community that, you know, is, um, you know, you have a lot going for you because you're single, you don't have any children, you're educated, um, for what they may deem, they may be actual men that have kids, so they may look at you and say, well, you're free. Um, so if you have a free-spirited so-called mentality to want to do what you want to do, and you get yourself caught up and, um, say you end up pregnant, well... Now, that's one attribute they've knocked off. There are some people who literally will try to hunt, um, bait, and snatch your uniqueness. It's not because they want you for themselves. It's because there's elements of you that they wish they had, whether they're a man or a woman. There are things about you that they wish they had. They wish they had their freedom and wasn't, um, you know, didn't have any children. Um, and so, them impregnating you put you in the same similar spot as they're in. Now, they have, they're slowly trying to chip down certain things about yourself that can lower whatever standard they see you as. Mind you, these people normally see you as a very high standard type of people. No matter whether they treat you good or bad. But they see you as something very highly standard, something that they could be jealous or envious of, even if they date you, even if they are sleeping with you, even if they are close to you, even if they are your best friend. Know this. And so once they impregnate you, they will try to leave you. Okay, and the reason why is not because, you know, necessarily that they would have no involvement in the child's life, but because they want you, they, they want to hook you up enough to make you that statistical single mother, to take away or chip at certain things that you um, 
that make you unique. Okay. My personal opinion is that if you ever meet anyone whose desire is to chip away at what makes you unique, it's best to run and never turn back to those kind of people because uh, what they're trying to do is they are trying to make themselves feel better about their situation by trying to put you in a similar situation so that they can take away from you what they wish they had, which was some form of uniqueness. Everybody, by the way, is unique in their own right and in their own way. But then there are some people who are jealous of what you have or what you don't currently have that makes you more free to them. Um, And so they'll try to put you in a category. That's the only reason. Don't ever believe that it's because they love you and never believe that it's because they want anything with you. The only thing that they want to do to you is to try to destroy you. Whether it's to destroy your reputation, destroy or tear down certain things that make you unique as a woman. Um, And this is by no no, um, way am I bashing any type of single mothers or anything out there. I grew up with a mother who was a single mother for some time. So... You know, at the end of the day, I, I tip my hat to all single mothers, you know. But I think that maybe some single mothers, if you really thought about it, that could have been your case. That might have been something that you may have dealt with, you know, prior to becoming a single mother. You may have been that educated woman that was in her 30s and or her late 20s or whatever, no children. And then you meet somebody who sees that and maybe he has a child or two and a baby mama or two. And he's looking at you and you may be thinking that he's into you. But the truth of the matter is he just sees an opportunity uh, to take an opportunity to take that part of you um, and hook it. Again, not to become a part of your life, but just to bring your life to his level to some degree. Now, I will say this. Um. You know, even bigger tip of my hat to women who have gone through that and overcome in major ways where whatever came their way, they kept going. So it didn't slow them down. It only helped them in the long run. As you know, God works all things together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So whatever it is God had you get into, you're going to get to it anyway. But the point of what I'm saying is not about having kids or not having kids, having an education or not having an education. It could be anything. You could be very well be a woman with kids, but you're very highly intelligent. Um, you could be a woman with kids and you, you cook fantastically and you are just, there's just some uniqueness about you. You know how to speak. You know how to talk. You are kind-natured or you're a strong woman. Or There are certain things about each and every one of us as women that make us unique. But there are sometimes we meet people that see that uniqueness as a threat or see it in a way that they're jealous of that uniqueness. Um, and so what they will do is they will smile in your face and, um, you know, make themselves very friendly to you um, until the appropriate time to strike. Um, and it's very unfortunate to see that this can happen um, where, and if I'm talking about my ethnicity, um, it's, it's sad to see this happening in my in our communities, you know, um, things that we've been through from, you know, this is straight my opinion, but the things that, that our ancestors have been through and what we've gotten through together, it's sad to see, you know, someone in my community, so to speak, 
doing that to someone in my community. Um, but evil has no, no paint of color. It just is evil. And so um, it doesn't matter what ethnicity we are. It's wrong all the way around because evil is evil. Um, so um, that in itself um, made a lot of sense to me. Um, when I thought about it, because I was like, wow, to think that somebody would to be that low enough to want to bring you low, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be academically great, and people will come into your life to try to distract you so that you will, you know, um, eventually start to, um, you know, go down in your grade level a little bit, you know, on some of the assignments because those distractions will eventually get you to a place where you're closer to failing than passing. And it doesn't mean you're not an intelligent person. It just means that that distraction came in just for that purpose. And sometimes that person truly does see your potential, but they want to get you down to their level or lower than their level so they can feel superior. A lot of times when you meet people with insecurities, people who are insecure within themselves, you will find that in some way, shape, or form, they will always try to nick at, pick at, or peel off whatever it is about you that makes you unique. Um, that will happen because... Their insecurities, whenever they're around you, they're intimidated by what it is that you have that they lack. I've been around um, certain men who can see that I'm a loving woman, very loving, easy to talk to. I smile, I laugh, and I'm very generous, okay? But I'm also spicy, and I still have that thing about me where, you know, I stand my ground at the same time. So it's a really good mix and very balanced so you have the feminine energy, but you have a strong woman energy as well. Um, and some men think that because they are in the midst of a woman who's strong, they have to find ways to break her down in order for them to feel like they are superior over her. Or maybe they have to treat her in such a way that she understands her position and his position in her life, which when you get to that point, type of relationship you know you're dealing with a domineering individual who feels like he has to dominate the relationship dominate the communication even dominate when he sees you um, a lot of times when you're dealing with a dominant man um, he deals with women that he can use at his convenience um, and so uh, having a domineering individual, I mean, if that's the type of men you're looking for, just understand that a lot of domineering men also have major insecurities. Um, but like I said, in my case, that part about me that's loving and able to keep, you know, being forgiving for those areas are where he lacked. Um, areas where I didn't have children and he had a child, that was a lack. Um, areas where I got my education and maybe he didn't get his education there was a lack now see a lot of times these things come out in conversations you don't realize because of the fact that you're not seeing them for what they're actually saying when they're saying certain things to you even if it doesn't have to be rude you know they may even just talk about yeah you know um 
you know, um, I remember when I didn't have kids, you know, I'm not saying I don't, I don't like my child or I hate my child, but man, I was able to do this and do that and do this and do that. Um, and we could just be thinking that we're, they're having a normal conversation with us, but they're actually revealing there's an unsheathing or somewhat of a, you know, leg opening to something that's causing their insecurity around you. Sometimes that could be them just talking to you, but majority of the time, especially if they're very disrespectful to you and don't respect you as a person or, or treat you some kind of way in those specific areas that they wish they had this and they wish they had that, then you know that that was just a rearing of the ugly tail. You know, you may be college educated and they may be thinking, well, you know, I went to college, but I didn't finish college. I dropped out of college and, you know, it wasn't for me and this, that, and the other, you know, you know. And so um, in your mind, again, you're thinking it's just the conversation. They're just talking about, you know, what they've been through. But you have to understand you're a college educated person. Now, if they, they're doing certain things and acting in certain ways that um, show or display that they're insecure about that, when it comes to you and you're being educated, they could take small hit hits at you. Um, every time you start something new, you know, they could take hits. It could be like, oh, well, I could do this or I could do that. Little hits. Um, red flags, okay? Take those and run with them because those are what it, that's exactly what it is. And like I said, that was another rearing of the head. Um, if they know that you are um, a person who deals with being to yourself quite a bit, and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily lonely, but you appreciate company. And there are moments where you do get lonely, and so you sometimes compromise your standards. And those compromising standards are welcomed by these individuals who are insecure because that gives them a foothold in to be able to come in and... Um, to come in and do what they have to do to try to then plant a seed in you. They know they can plant that seed in you because, okay, if I plant the seed in this individual now, okay, oh, everybody loves her because she doesn't have any children. But, oh, let me put a child in her because if I put a child in her, I've got to be with her. I'm not with her. Hey, we're doing this unmarried. Now, I could do this, plant this seed in her, and then I don't have to be around her. I have nothing to do with her. Now, what everybody thought, oh, she was such a single mother, she was such a, um, uh, you know, this was so unique about this woman that she ain't got no kids, oh, well, now she does, and now she's a single mother, and I'm not in her life, because I didn't plan on being in her life anyway. As harsh as that sounds, it happens. So you could be thinking, because you're being told to think, or you're being told one thing, so you're going off of what was being said, you're going off of what you believe, what you believe. And not what you're being shown. Because there are some people in the world, rather you involve yourself with them mentally, physically, romantically, or even in a friendship, that desire to be where you are mentally, where you are physically, and where you are emotionally. They desire to be or have what you have. Mm-hmm. And at any cost, because it's not it didn't work out the way they thought it was going to work out for themselves, they will try to get you in a position where you are, where they are. They want to pull you down. They see you as thinking that you're all of that, or you got it all together, okay, but they're really jealous and envious. And they only smile at you long enough to deceive you. And then you can always tell, because a deceiver especially, 
a deceiver is someone who will come into your life and be and send you a lot of mixed signals. Those mixed mixed signals are red flags to there being some form of a compromise. Um, if we don't learn to pay attention to the things that we notice and see, and not really, you know, get our heads out the clouds. You know, everybody doesn't have a heart like us. Everybody don't think like us. We're all different. We're all different as human beings. We can see very clearly to the level of deceit that a person could pose while they're in our life. Sometimes the very thing that you desire is a snake and you don't realize it. They've shed their, sin, their skin so many times around you and you're just thinking, oh, that's just a bad day. No, that wasn't just a bad day. That was a personality. And sometimes, and more likely, it was a spirit. Especially one that wants to tear down everything that you've built. Um, tear down your destiny. Have you believing one thing when it's really another? Um, you know, anything to try to stop, block, or hinder wherever you're going. Not because it wants to help you get somewhere or somewhere else, but because its desire is to tear down everything around you that you're using to build yourself up. Now, your husband, the one that God would have for you, will admire you for being that woman who is in her 30s or whatever, 40s, 50s, no children, educated. Again, I'm not speaking negative against um, anyone who has children because you're still unique to the one that God has for you. But I'm specifying this to women who um, are much like myself. Um, and you may not have children in your, in your um, mid to late 30s or even 40s and you don't have any children and you're educated um, and so you have a different level of freedom than some people may have the husband that God would have for you will find that unique in you you know amongst other things and so if the enemy can get to you to implant something inside of you using the friendly snake method and deceit um, and then leave it there. Leave that seed there. Okay, now you have become everything that you may have been working hard to to not become. Because of wherever it is that you either know you have to go in life or where you're going to get to. And even though children, I believe, for surely are a gift from God. And you know he'll work everything out for your good and your favor. But then that becomes a hindrance to whatever it is you could have been doing or could have been getting to and it can, it, it can sometimes block you back some years or even some of the years uh, as long as it takes for that child to get grown and then you're attached to um, someone um, if that person desires to be in that child's life that will be there you know, <laughs> you know there so you have to deal with that so moving forward could be a little, you know, strenuous depending on who this person would be. All of it is a, it's just a hindrance, period. It's just something to hinder. So, um, just know that sometimes that is the case. I, I have found that to be true in my, um, previous situation. Um, I didn't think about it like that even until tonight when it just kind of dawned upon me. Hmm. And you really think about the level of deceit people will go to because they're jealous of you. They're jealous of where you're going and, and what you have. I will say this as well. Anybody who is in, on your side or in your tribe or 
anyone who God has for you to be your friend or be your confidant or be the person to get you there or be your support system or that person that's supposed to be in your life for the long haul, they will never have to be envious. And let me tell you the reason why. They won't have to be envious because your purpose and their purpose are aligned. So everything that benefits you benefits them. And everything that benefits them benefits you because your destinations are the same. Y'all are going in the same direction. Okay? You never ever see people that's on the same team trying to win a basketball game, shoot the ball in the um, opponent's net. No, they're all shooting the ball in the same net. So they don't have to be jealous because whatever points is earned is not earned just to that one person or that one individual, but it's earned for the team. And so when you have a teammate that you find, whether they're your friend, your best friend, or whatever, whatever it is that's happening in their life, it's easy to celebrate because it's something that earns not only them a point, but it also earns you a point. Now that they've gotten closer, even you're getting closer. Um, they wouldn't have to be envious of you because they're going in the same direction. But someone who's envious of you, anyone, even if it's your relative, the reason why that is so is because you're going in a direction that they're not going. If they were really truly going in that direction, then everything that, 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 um, get the, everything that it takes to get you to get where you're going, they would definitely could support that because they're going to get there too. They're going there too. It's not just you getting there and them watching you and wondering how you're doing this and how you doing that and da 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 If you got that kind of energy and vibe coming from a person there at the end of the day, that's not the, they're not going where you're going. Sometimes you're going higher than what the people is. You may look up to these people and think, wow, they're so spiritual. You realize that even where they're going isn't where you're going. Even where they're at, where they stopped at, the part where they're flowing at, you're going higher and deeper than that. It doesn't make you better than the next person. Of course not. But respectively so. Anyone who's going to meet you there. Or anyone who's going to get there with you. Oh man. Everything that you shoot into the net is a point for you both. So they celebrate what happens in your life that's good. Because it's going to benefit them. And you can celebrate what happens in their life because it does benefit you it benefits you both to celebrate one another and you know this because there's a knowing you know and so um it's really important to understand our team it's really important to continue to withhold to hold tight to that which makes us unique no matter what it costs because whatever is for us is going to need whatever is unique in us to be able to drive forth and keep going forth until we reach the destination and goal in which we are going um, sometimes it can be hard to let go of what you thought things could be Sometimes it can be hard to let go of the presumption of what you were hoping for. Maybe you've gotten disappointed. But let me tell you something. God is always giving us ways of escape, even if it doesn't feel so good. Whatever discards or disregards or pushes you out of the way or disinvites or doesn't invite or doesn't include you in whatever that is, that is still God's protection. It doesn't feel good. But a lot of times he's delivering your mind and you don't even know it. He's delivering your heart and doesn't even you don't even know it. He's keeping you from something that can hurt you and you don't even recognize it. 
And so, it's just like, um, if a woman loses her baby, well, even though God decided to take that baby and allow that baby to go back, you know, to him, it was a blessing. Because what you need to be tied to needs to be pushing you further towards your purpose. And so, he's not going to allow anything to stand in the way of what he's trying to do. Even if you have your own will. Because, you know, there are things you have to do with him. So, in a sense, even though it was sad that it had to go that way, it was still... A blessing technically in disguise because at the end of the day the connection that you're supposed to have with the one that you're supposed to have in your life is going to lead you to your greater purpose and not a roadblock and not scared and fearful by yourself wondering if you'll end up being you know that single mother that you've been trying hard not to be because you know where you're trying to go because you know what kind of reputation that you have because you know what kind of character you have I mean there are people who will try to do so much to ruin your character because you have something about your character that they wish they had but they don't have and the sad part about people who walk in enviousness and jealousness is that Instead of them hating on the person that they wish they were like, if they were really smart and intelligent, they would be cool with them and learn from them about how to become that forgiving, that loving, that giving kind of person. You study the people who have the things that you want to have, not so you can take and run and tuck tail, but morally so that you can become a better person. But some people don't have that thought process. They decide they want to just be jealous. They decide they want to be envious and try to do things to ruin what they wish they had and bring it down because of their insecurities instead of trying to figure out a way to become everything that they don't don't want to be. You can't unfather or unmother yourself, but you can be the best father and the best mother out there, the best that you can be, you know. There are things that you can do that can make your life better. But instead of hating on and trying to hurt other people because you're hurt, the best thing to do is to learn what makes them keep going. Learn them. Learn how they do what they do. Sometimes you can take certain nuggets from other people to try to apply to your life. And you never know just how that might be something that you need. A lot of times the people who God sends to encourage you can be the same people you try to hurt and harm. I remember there was a time, and I even, I never really, I felt like, um, Sometimes my voice my voice, and what I had to say was snatched back because I would get cut off and then whoever this person was would just take it and run with it. And I'm like, that is not what I said. If you take half of what I say, you can put any definition to it to you that you want. But I remember giving this person a bedroom set. I remember giving them a bathroom set. And I did this from my heart, literally. And I had, like, it was from my heart I felt the need to do so. Because I recognized that the state that they were in, they could probably feel a lot better if they had a more cleaner, clearer environment. Before I go on with this, what I'm about to say, 
even if you go into someone's home and you assist them with certain things, and that even if it did clear their mind, it would literally have to be something that they decide to place into their heart if it's really going to cause change. Even if you show somebody a better way, it will have to be something they choose to continue. If they continue it for a little bit and then they stop, they're struggling in an area or they really just don't have it in their heart to really change the, the circumstance. They're really comfortable in their mess. And you have to let that be what it is. But I did all that. And there was a time that um, the same gentleman was trying to kick me out of his house. Um, and it was so late in the night. That was the same day that I remember my phone. Um, I had a different phone. It was a Moto G. I really liked my Moto G. Android. It was off the chain. Took beautiful pictures. And that particular day, it just completely stopped working. I mean, it stopped working on the road when I was on my way there. What I mean by stop working is, if you try to put your finger to like, you know how you, um, you just use your finger to navigate, nothing was working on that. Ugh, it just completely, it was dead, <laughs> okay? There was no return with that. Anyway. It broke my heart because I really liked that phone. And I had some really good pictures in there, too. So I tried to retrieve with the little bit of time I had left what I could retrieve. And on the road, I ended up having to stop at a general dollar and just pick up this phone here that I have currently, which is an LG Android smartphone. I don't like the company. I'm not with track phone anymore because I don't really like it. But I ended up getting it because it wasn't what I could get on the road right then that they had available. I plugged it in to charge it, and I had no idea how to cut it on. I mean, I didn't know how to cut this phone on worth nothing. And if I had thought about it, the button was on the back to cut it on, but I didn't really think about it. So, crazy, right? <laughs> anyway, so this same young gentleman was calling and calling and calling on the other phone, but I could not pick it up because, of course, I was not able to navigate my phone with my finger using the touch screen. The touch screen or motion of it had completely died. Moving forward, long story short, um, I it was I was kind of new to this um, different state, so I um, I literally followed a truck there to get there, hoping that that truck was going to go in the right direction. I had a little knowledge because I'd been there before, but I was like, Lord, help me to get there. I knew in my mind, in my heart, I was telling myself, if this was him, he would have probably turned around and just went back home. But me, I was really, really wanting to get there because I really, truly wanted to see this individual. So. Anyway, long story short, I somehow made it there. I thank God that he got me there. Thank the angels that they, they listened to God to assist. So, um, yeah. I don't remember everything about that evening, to be honest with you, because I try to put certain things on my mind that were either traumatized, traumatizing, abusive, or whatever the case may be. But I remember him telling me to get out of his home. I do remember that it had something to do with him wanting me to apologize to him. Literally, I had to apologize. And I didn't feel like I did anything wrong. Um, but there was a misunderstanding. And so I said I didn't do anything wrong. I don't see what you're saying. He didn't really like, he's not the type of person that would have liked for a woman to keep talking. Just to do what he says do. And then that's the end all be all. Good luck with finding a wife, young gentleman. But anyway, um, I didn't apologize at all. So he was telling me to get out. Mind you, I was supposed to be staying the night at his house. And at that particular time, he was telling me to leave. Um, it was after maybe 
12.30 at night. And anyway, um, I became very mad. I'm not even going to lie. Because at that point, um, you know, we had been um, kind of seeing one another, but he was very mean and nasty towards me quite a bit. I mean, literally. And it had been going on for some time. And so me knowing myself, I was very tired of putting up with that same thing over and over again. At that point, I was done. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being treated like this. And I stood up for myself. And in the midst of me standing up for myself, and I told him when it, when I brought up the fact, because I, I think he was saying something about me not you know, liking him or loving him or whatever the case may be concerning our relationship. And um, I brought up the fact that I did certain things for him, like with me buying the bedroom set and the bathroom set. And I was trying to make my point, but I couldn't get my point across because I got cut off. And he ran with it and tried to make it seem like I was trying to throw up that I had bought that for him. And I'm holding it over his head. And that was nothing about what I was going to say. Or anything about like what I said. I didn't even get to say what I was meaning. Because he was so irate and disgusting that he just didn't hear anything. Because like any narc, all they ever do is hear themselves. And yes, this man was a narcissist. But um, he didn't hear if he was able to hear it, he would have heard me say, I only did, you know, these things for you. As Those are, in other words, my love language or my language of like or being connected to someone is that I give. I was trying to use what I did as the example of what I meant. I, that's kind of how I talk to you sometimes. I might use examples of what I mean. But I got cut off, cut off, cut off, cut off, cut off. And then he took it and ran with it for the rest of his life. <laughs> so all of the rest of his life, he's just going to go off of whatever he thinks. Because that's what he does. It's all about him. He's his number one fan. Um, it doesn't matter about anyone else and what they think. So I was just like, okay. Um, now this person, you know, they, they knew, you know. They knew what I was saying. They understood. They just chose not to understand. What did that hit you in the area of? Well, that'll hit you in the area of your language of love, your language of like, your language of care. You could take that and say, man, you know. And you know what? That was an area that that person was insecure about. It didn't matter that despite whatever I did from the time I left my house, to the time I got there, it doesn't matter what transpired then. Those aren't seen as acts of, um, you know, of care. Those are just seen as just acts. You know, they didn't. It was just an act. It was just something you chose to do. I would have did it. Don't know why you did it. You know, and even that was a flag. You know, those are big, huge flags. Just waving in your face, like this person doesn't even care about the fact that you went through quite a bit of. Um, things to get there to them. You put your heart on your sleeve to get there to them because you were truly wanting to see them. Some people would call it desperation, but it was really just an act of just keeping my word when I had no way to contact anyone. And I'm in the middle of both places. In other words, to go back home would be miles and to go forward would be miles. So I was in the middle of wherever I was supposed to get to. 
maybe further along towards where he was. Um, but nonetheless, um, I was in Carolina from VA. All of the, I noticed that the dynamic of that whole situation throughout the whole time was all about, you know, um, it's all about me being a overgiver at that particular time, which I have overcome all that now, but, um, that language had to change. <laughs> In order to know, you know, who your person is, you would understand that a person who is your real person, if they know that you've gone through all of that, no matter what disagreement that you have, they're not going to kick you out in the middle of darkness to figure your life out. They're not going to um, make you feel insecure and unstable when they know that security or stability is what you might have struggled with in your past. There's a way to throw it at you without saying it. Um, you know, but it takes a certain level of wickedness to be like that. And so... Um, I might have kind of lost my point as I was talking because um, I don't normally think about that type of thing, but <laughs> when I do think about it, I think about how God is so strategic, like he even still makes sure you get where you shouldn't be going, you know, but yeah, there are some people who will take what you, what you, what you deem, what you're trying to do and cut you off so that you don't finish your words so you don't get to finish what you had to say and all you really were trying to say was this is just this you know what you're trying to take it as is not what it is um and so at the end of the day we just learned that when you're dealing with people who are insecure when you're dealing with people who are just after whatever you have when you're dealing with people who in their minds wish they were that you know single person again wish that they didn't have children wish that they could have finished school wish that they could have did this and that they're not thinking about the fact that okay you might be connected to somebody who has but that doesn't mean you still can't if that's something that you want to do you know it doesn't mean that you can't learn maybe y'all have a different path but Y'all are, y'all could be an encouragement to one another, you know what I mean? Nobody's better than anyone else. But instead of people seeing it like that, they decide to be envious and be nasty and be calculating and callous and degrading and try to take advantage of people. And it gets you nowhere because you're going to constantly find yourself in a cycle, in a merry-go-round of reaping with yourself. You can't never do wrong by people and expect right things to happen. It's just not going to happen like that. But at the end of the day, even we ourselves who um, understand and have been in these particular circumstances or situation, whether you're a man or you're a woman, you know, there are certain changes that you also have to make within yourself. You know, when you see that there's a person in your life that's dominating, domineering, insecure, you whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, a business partnership, you got to kind of know how to back out of that situation, back away from that situation, let that situation go, pay attention to every flag wave, because I can guarantee you, anyone with those particular attributes are not going in the same direction as you, if you're not that kind of person. They're going to go against everything you do. They're going to criticize everything you say. They're going to try to make you feel low because that's how they feel about themselves. 
So always make sure that you're around people that's going to help you in such a way, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, to grow. And that those things can be reciprocated on both ends. Whenever you're in a relationship um, with anyone, your parents, your family, business partnerships, friendships, or actual relationships, there should be a reciprocation. Normally, if it's reciprocating, there are hardly any flags, if any, there aren't any flags, because what's being given is what's being given. And both of you guys are winning together. So anyway, <laughs> I know I kind of went on into a rant, but um, I need to probably write a book. Maybe that's something that I should do. But anyway, um, I hope that this helps and understand that, um, you know, there are some people that come into your life. They just want what you got. But keep going. All in all, keep going. Keep going in a direction. Can stay away from those who don't mean you any good. Um, and just learn from your mistakes. Learn from the things that you've done. I know I have. I have stories for days about things I've been through. <laughs> and I thank God each and every day that he's gotten me through um, those um, circumstances and situations in my life. So um, let's just uh, press forward and uh, continue to be who we are called to be and uh, stick close to God until he sends the right people, the right tribe, the right friendships, the right relationships in your life that won't try to deplete, take, spoil, block, or hinder you. But all the opposite of all of that, okay? That's how you're going to know. Anyway, God bless you all, and I'll talk to you another time. Bye-bye.